something. Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? He knows what it takes to win. Come out the second half and you dig deep and find where that passion's coming from. Whatever that spark is, we got to find it for the first half. How confident are you in this Badger team going into Big Ten play? Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it down and he's hit and sacked for the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Religion Hamilton. That music means it is Chris Orr time here. On Rutledge and Hamilton, we are presented Mr. by Coors. Triceps himself. Matt Hamilton's wife was admiring your triceps, yeah. Chris Orr. Well, after I pointed him out to her. Yeah. Matt, Chris Matt, was standing there up on the stage at the college game day, yeah. had his kind of like leaning up against the rail with his yeah. you know arms on it, and those triceps were popping. I was like, Are those? Are those babe, good? Look at this guy's triceps. Are those good curling triceps? I mean, like, oh, I, he could sweep. He could sweep a dent in the ice. Yeah, I, I was gonna say when, you carve might, up. when you're done curling, or you're, we're getting you into curling. <laughs> I'll get you a heated jacket so you don't have to worry about the cold. We're getting you into curling. <laughs> we those man, tries need it, to man. curl. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. You had to teach me. You gonna have to teach me how to keep my nerve on that ice, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a Texas boy like you that can't stand on ice? <laughs> man, man, I don't know. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. <laughs> kind of like the Badgers. Yeah. No so doubt. Chris. Uh, I'm just going to do with the cliche. What the hell is going on to start these games? Because the Badgers look like a pretty darn good football team in the second quarter against, or second half against Buffalo, Washington State, and George Southern. But they just cannot seem to be bothered to show up in the first half, and it's frustrating as hell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. Uh, it's almost like they play with more like confidence in the second half. Like something as simple as. When when some of these receivers get their hands on the ball in the second half, they they turn and get upfield, but they make a few move, make a few moves. Whereas in the first half, they're almost like robots doing exactly what you're what you're taught, what you're coached. Just catch the catch the ball, get upfield, get what you can, keep keep the ball safe. But yeah, I don't I, I don't know. It seems like they play with more confidence in the second half. In the first half, it's not like they're doing anything different. It's like they're just not clicking. They're not clicking and. I, honestly, I can't. I can't tell you what it is. It, offensively, I think it might be that our our plays aren't scripted. I don't know if Coach Longo scripts his plays, which I know some coaches don't do that, especially uh, in in a new era. It's almost off of field, but uh, maybe it's that because when you script your first few plays, everybody you rep those plays so much throughout the week, going into the game two days before the game, you already know the first ten to fifteen plays of the game. Now it might get scrapped if you like go down big or something like that. But if it's just a normal game, zero zero, we're exchanging punches, you know, like in the first round or, or something. Usually, those first fifteen plays are scripted, and I, it seems like we're not doing that. Yeah, Chris, I I love that you what you mentioned how they're like just kind of running these plays. I feel like it's a little bit of a lack of creativity, not necessarily in the coaching, like the plays, but sometimes when these stars that we have get the ball in their hands, you see yeah. Jasmine Lucy get the ball, he 
north and south. It's like he's shifty right. enough. There you go. Make a guy Chief, meet. Go tell Steve his smokehouse. Yeah. <laughs> so I, right. I, I'm totally with you. This second half Badgers is kind of a kind of odd when, like you said, these scripted plays. Oftentimes, the first couple is when these teams will look their best coming out of, in the first right. half, first right out the gates because they have the scripted first. 15 plays, and then scripted plays coming out of halftime. And right now, the Badgers don't seem to have that juice on first half, but the second half, whatever they're doing, whatever adjustments they're making seem to be working. What I'm curious about, Jim seems to think that uh, maybe he is low-balling the rest of the Big Ten West a little bit. I think we are going to be truly tested here when we get into this conference play. I know Purdue's not like a world-beater, but I think they're better than both Buffalo and Georgia Southern. They're probably not quite to the level of uh, Washington, Washington State. State, but this team is certainly a team that could give the Badgers an L if they come out the same way they've been playing these last. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. Um, Purdue is definitely going to be a definitely going to be a test, but. I, even if we were lowballing the Big Ten, I can't tell what our bread and butter plays are. Like I can't tell what it's like. Man, okay, when we're in a pinch, we can just go to this. This is a core run that we go to, easily average about three yards a carry, just to get us going a little bit, or some some type of core pass concept that it's almost automatic each time. Yeah, we may not be taking the top off, but we'll get a few yards in the pass game. It, it seems like we don't even have those plays. I can't tell what those plays are, so I, I, I can't say that we're lowballing. I really can't <laughs> say that we're lowballing. I, I think we I think we just start slow. I think we are truly a team that starts slow, and I, I think that in, in Big Ten play, though, you typically elevate your play, you elevate your coaching, uh, but but you want to at least feel sharp in the, in a game, and we haven't felt that way all season. But this is a time that your your leaders, your established stars, your playmakers, like you lean on them, and it's like, all right, Braylon, we're just going to turn and hand you the ball three times in a row, and we're betting that you would would, would net about fifteen yards. That that's what we're betting. That's what we're going to. Or Tanner, we're putting the ball in your hands, and we're count. We're going to feed Tim these first. First three passes, like it doesn't matter what it is. I know that he's a safe bet, and we, we need to see those guys show up this Friday night. Talking with Chris Orr, former Badger here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Uh, yeah, so Chris, we we talk a lot, and I know the Badgers had a lot of hype behind this air raid offense, this new offense, and everything. But I still kind of feel like the defense isn't necessarily living up to the Badgers of old. Uh, defense kind of as far as like the points that they are giving up to the teams they have given up points to. What do you think the uh, key for this Badgers defense to kind of get back on track and kind of be that dominant Badgers defense we're used to seeing? Oh, man, I I think the key is them getting a little bit of that confidence back. Them getting their confidence back. Some guys are playing in some positions that they don't normally play like yes you're still a linebacker but this is a completely different role in a completely different system yes you're still a defensive lineman but you've been trained to do whatever you've been trained to do in our in our last scheme the last few years and now you're being asked to do something different but at the same time I, I think it's just time for those guys to start making a few plays like, it's a new system it's not as attacking so a lot of the turnovers in the past were designed 
they were designed. They were rather either designed a one-on-one matchup, like, man, we're going to get our best blitzing linebacker on their worst guy in protection, whether that be the running back, center, whatever it is, we're going to get them one-on-one. Or we're drawing this up to beat whatever protection this offense loves to run in this third-down situation, uh, depending on yardage. So now it's just like, yeah, man, this is your job. Since we're dropping eight in coverage, you gotta be. You gotta learn how to beat these double teams in pass pro. You guys in coverage have to learn these pass concepts so you can break on them faster with anticipation to create your turnovers. Like now, it's 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 not just gonna come your way because the quarterback is so shocked because we drew up this amazing pressure or or we brought more than they had or somebody just won in protection because we're getting one on ones across the board like we did in our old team, now we're we're all back in cover. So you need to break on these routes on anticipation and create your turnovers. And they created a few in this game, and I would say a few were, man, on Georgia Southern themselves, just just being – but but there they, they were some plays that you're not going to see in, the, in Big Ten play. They were plays of a team playing desperate. Uh, so their quarterback is going to force the ball in certain situations because they know they need to – capitalize on whatever momentum they might have gained so so you're not going to see that coming up so now you need to learn how to start creating your turnovers and the scheme is different that's why it doesn't look that's why it doesn't you know look the same our turnovers look completely different as of uh days of old we do we never got that many uh, we never got that many picks man that was a lot that was a lot that's what i was going to ask chris like however they got them it's got to feel good defensively five Mm -hmm. picks hunter wolder feels like he is playing to the level that we kind of expect them to. Coach Fickle said today that he's hopeful that Mullins will be able to play against Purdue. He feels very confident that both Mullins and Renfro on the offensive side will be back after the bye week. So, mm. I mean, getting some players back, but also getting some swag back. Those interceptions, I mean, you, you can tell me, but it seems like those are contagious because then you start feeling like it can happen, and then you start yep. just making more and more. And five interceptions, however you got them, whoever the opponent, like that is how – the second half is how they should look against a team like Georgia Southern. It's just the first half was horrendous. Right. Right, right. For sure, for sure. I think it's the same issue as the offense has, that you're just not playing with the same level of confidence. Like On the defense, when those guys started, when those interceptions started rolling, you saw a lot of guys jumping the ball with anticipation, coming off of their assignment to attack the football, whereas it seems like in the past we're just playing super strict, super disciplined, like, Man, let me do my job uh, because we feel the pressure in the first half instead of coming out confident with the understanding that man we we're about to whoop, we're about to whoop them, bro. Like we know yeah. we're about to whoop them. <laughs> let's just go ahead and do it. Like let's just go ahead and do it. I think that's the difference. So I think what that is truly it? is a difference. And this is probably a little bit with the coaches and the players. And this is unfair because primetime Deion Sanders is a different level, but. What mm-hmm. Colorado, when you watch it, they have so much confidence that everything they're going to do, and you kind of touched on it there, of like they they just feel like they're going to win the game. You see it within the players. Uh, you see it from their coach. And do you think maybe Fickle and Longo and the coaching staff and Trestle all need to take a breath and understand, like, yes, there's high expectations here, but look, we, we did it at Cincinnati. We can do it here. Our nerves of trying to look good are starting to bleeding to the players, and everyone's tighter than they need to be, and we just need to go out there and play football because that's what it sure looks like Colorado's doing. And I think if you let these guys just play a little freer by the coaches being a little bit freer and more relaxed, you might just get a better start to the games. 
Right, right, for sure, for sure. It feels like the staff has like a militant approach, like do your job, we're going to be uh, super detailed, we're, that, that's just who we're going to be as a team, which is a good identity to have, but I feel like there, there definitely needs to be a sense of you feeding your guys confidence on the daily because, man, confidence is such a, <laughs> it's such a difference in the game of football. You can tell when the team or a player is out there just playing confident because you're looser, you almost enter into a, you almost enter into like a different world. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anybody. But the but the football, everything just feels easy. You feel strong, but light. Like man, you're you're just breathing. When, when you breathe confidence into your players, like man, you know that this guy this guy cannot block you. Whatever all week, you find a move that's just killing them offensively, and you feed that to them all week. Man, you you you'll see a different player, and I think that that's the that's what's getting fed to them at halftime, and that's why they come out like a different team. But uh, I know that that's the tales of a good coach's staff where you're just preaching, do your job, do your job, do your job, um, being super militant. But at the same time, you need to breathe that confidence in there, and we, we don't see it in the first half. Chris, as always, thanks for the time. We're not gonna, I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk to you before the, you guys take our time slot on Friday for the pregame show. <laughs> Early on, what's your, you know, it's a Monday – but um, what's your prediction for the, the Badgers game against Purdue? Ooh, I think we win, but uh, I, think it, I think it turns into a little bit of a battle. I think it's a battle up until halfway to the fourth. That's, that's what I think. I think we start to pull away then. I think we make a few plays. But other than that, I think we're, uh, we're counterpunching all day because I, I, think, I think this is the week that we feel confident is Big Ten play. Uh, we've played these guys multiple years in a row now. As a as a team, you got some established stars that have been to these places multiple times, so they have that confidence, uh, and we should see it shine through this weekend. But I know that playing at Purdue, especially in the night game, there is a lot of energy in that stadium. Uh, I don't know what people in West Lafayette, Indiana, do. I don't know how many, <laughs> many people even live there, Nothing. but I'm telling you that stadium gets packed, and they have a lot of energy, so it's going to be a fun game. All right, Chris, thanks as always for the time. No problem. All right, that's former Badger Chris Orr. If you miss any of that, listen back with Scott's on the man. Apple, Spotify, and those great places brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. You have water, smoke, mold, or any other issues with your home or business, go to revivepros.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.